Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Lippenholtz, and today I'm joined by Tom Corcoran, as usual, and very special guest, Brandon Hollern. Hi, Brandon. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, tell us what you do here at Nativity. Well, like uh, all of us in ministry, um, I wear a lot of different hats. Uh, We all wear a lot of different hats. So I am the director of finance, but I also um, head up our IT services, uh, our website, our database. Um, So I'm I'm on that side too. So it's it's a little bit of a dangerous combination because uh, the tech budget is one of the largest budgets we have and I have to <laughs> and kind you're of the split, finance guy. And I'm the finance guy, so I have to kind of split my brain and <laughs> make sure that we don't, you know. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast. It's it's chilly this morning. Spring is on its way. Are we excited about that? Very, very excited. Yes. Sun is shining. So today we're going to be um, continuing our conversation on shaping a clear discipleship path. And specifically, we're going to talk about Tom's very favorite topic, (laughs) money and tithing. So we've been talking about um, shaping a clear discipleship path, identifying the habits, practices, and disciplines that are vital for making disciples. After all, that is what we are here to do. That is our, our mission. And so we need systems and structures in place that support some of those habits and practices and disciplines. We also want to make sure that we are always communicating those over and over and over again. If we get sick of saying it, then we know we're saying it the right amount of times, right? That's right, Kelly. (laughs) Okay, so for the next few podcasts, we're going to dig into uh, a couple of the habits and practices that we've developed. Tom, do you want to tell us a little bit about how we're going to do that? Yeah, well, so last time we talked about um, service. So I think the two things we're, these two, first two topics we're covering are really huge issues for the church. If we're going to do anything as a church, uh, we have to, we need money and we need people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last time we talked about, about, uh, serving. Now we're talking about giving and how we need money. So, uh, just, you know, a couple things we want to talk about this again, why all this matters and spend some time on that. And then what are the systems and structures and how we communicate, uh, these different steps. So first of all, why does this even matter? Again, and I think with all these steps, the cool thing, and talk about that last time as well, that they help us grow both personally, help people grow individually as disciples, and corporately as a church. Like, the both are needed. So, for example, when it comes to money, why is it important that we give, that people give, to grow as a disciple? First of all, Jesus said money is the number one competitor God faces for our hearts. We're tempted to love money and use God. Uh, and that's, you know, we're tempted to trust in money and not in God. So if that was true 2,000 years ago, mm. largely agrarian society, I think it's a little, it's even more true now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to open up my bank account. I like to, online. I like to open up the website and just look. Yep. At my, <laughs> For no other reason, just to see. Just to look. Yeah. Just and to, if it's a high, you feel good. And if it's low, you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about how you can get it back up. It's comforting. Like I get comfort. All these things that Jesus tells us we're supposed to get from him. I get it from looking at my bank account. Yeah. I, I don't think you're alone in that, Kelly. You are definitely not alone. <laughs> okay. okay. Brandon and I are, Thank you. We'll say the same thing, right? Uh, I had a friend who always said, yeah, I, f- I feel better when there's more money in my account. And sure. I don't think yeah. that's just him. I think it's yeah. a lot of us. Um, and so if we're going to put our trust in God, 
giving is the antidote to that, right? Or giving is the antidote to greed. It's giving is what places our trust in God. It's it's giving, not prayers, right? You can pray, God, I really trust you. But when you start giving, then you really trust God. So when you start, so that's important for that. Again, talk about that roots out the greed in our hearts. Uh, so I have, you know, this, our notes here, our story of Kepha and Lydia. So I have seven kids. Um, and my oldest, uh, so my, my uh, fifth child is Kepha. He's eight years old. And my youngest daughter is Lydia. Youngest child is Lydia. She's four. So last week, as we're working on these notes, <laughs> we're at dinner. There's this cheap $30 tablet that's broken. doesn't even work anymore. It's totally broken. And at dinner table, Lydia is, has it with her. But she's not supposed to have anything with her. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> she's got the tablet, and Kepha gets up out of his seat and rips it out of her hand. So this is mine. Mm. Then, of course, she gets up, and she starts trying to bring it back. And they start fighting over it, and it's all this hoopla at the table. I'm like, over a tablet that doesn't even work. A broken tablet. <laughs> so wow. I think in every single one of my kids, I've seen greed. <laughs> like, they're not naturally... Uh, Giving, they don't naturally. I don't know. Do you guys same thing? Just my kids oh, are yeah. just the Corcoran kids. No, no, no. Sweet. My kids are naturally greedy. Of course, <laughs> we dealt with it on the on the way to school today. <laughs> Taking the kids to school, so it's common my kids occurrence. fight over food now. They're teenagers, so now they fight over food, not toys. So, like, if I bring home a bag of Doritos, one of them will sit and eat the whole bag. Right. So, because mm -hmm. then if he if he doesn't, he won't get any because the other one will sit and eat the whole bag. Right. They're not like sharing time on the no. no, 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 no sharing time. All right. So anyways, parents, especially, you know, if you have more than one kid, I think you see the greed in your kids' hearts because you see them fighting over things. Um, and so if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to be generous, right? Jesus did not, Jesus came, right? God so loved the world, he gave his only beloved son. So uh, if we're going to become Christ-like in character, we're going to be like Jesus who gave his life. So that's why it's important on the individual side to grow as followers. And of course, we need money to do, as Brandon would attest to, to do the, <laughs> the work of ministry in the church. So uh, turn on the lights, pay for buildings, need money for staff. Um, again, you, the three of us, we are all paid. If people don't give, we can't do what we, we do. We don't get paid. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. We couldn't work here. We just couldn't <laughs> right. do it. Right. As much as, you know, we might want to work for free. And there, we have a lot of people that, that put in a lot of time uh, for free, but uh, you know, and volunteer, but it really, it's the lifeblood of, of our ministry. It, it all, we have to have money to fund the ministry. Um, at the end of the day, we have to have departments that are funded with a, with a staff person that owns it. Um, and that's how we're going to drive and make progress in all of our different ministries. Right. Volunteers <laughs> can stay if there's a, somebody who's paid to be there, that's able to put in the time that comes with having a full-time job or a part-time job. But right. if there's no, that person's not there, it doesn't provide the structure. Um, you know, to create excellence, we need money. Um, you know, talked about a conversation a little while ago. We want to improve the long online campus. And if, um, we need to buy new technology and there you go, Brandon, there's yeah. your little plug. For yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot, you know, and, and the good part about the online campuses is we're trying to create a good, uh, mass experience. Um, in person, and a lot of that can extend to online, but there are some things that the online campus needs. Uh, there are specific cameras and specific bo uh, video and audio boards that uh, we have to have to have a, a great online experience, and so um, we we needed a, an investment in that area. How many people do we have using online campus? So we can't count people. We can count devices, mm -hmm. uh, and we're just under a thousand devices wow. on a weekend, um, wow. and it's a little tough to to 
gauge how many people that represents, but it definitely is a multiple of that, right. at least some. Well, some yeah, we have people watching in retirement homes and people watching together. Absolutely. And so we have a Roku and Apple TV channel, and those are used a lot in nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Um, so right. yeah, it's, so it with a thousand devices, you want to make it excellent Absolutely. and we need money to do that. Right. So that's for, that's for online campus or for anything where, when you come again, when you look at the building we just built to make that excellent, yeah, right. It had, it, it took, it took money. Um, and when you, I think especially, uh, we need to reflect the excellence of our culture, especially for us living in America, for those of us who, for those, or any first world country, people expect excellence because that's what they get all the time, right? Turn on the TV. Turn on Netflix. The, the the money that you know, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl football, all the money that's put in there, we can't help but become to expect that if we're going to reach people, uh, people are going to expect that. And you know, I was thinking as I was driving here on Super Bowl Sunday, like all the money, all the energy, all the stuff put into a single stupid game. Right. Even even as much as I love football, it's a game at the end of the day. How much more should we be putting that excellence into the church to promote right. worship of God and honoring God? So anyway, and we're not trying to compete with the excellence in culture because we really can't compete with the Super Bowl, but we're trying to create an excellent experience. Yeah, right. I think you have to, but that's where people's eye level is. And if you're, if it's poorly done, right, then people notice. And, and if money just is required for excellence. So number, number four, I have kind of on these notes here is the bigger our vision as a church, the more money we'll need. Um, uh, like John Maxwell says, you know, the Bible says where there is no vision, the, the people perish. John Maxwell says, though, where there is no money, the vision perishes. That without money to fuel the vision, we, we can't keep going. Um, and um, as I've been working on our money book, uh, we have coming out this uh, Oh, you fall. have a book coming out, Tom? Yes. Tell <laughs> us <this> more. <laughs> no, it's coming out in September. <laughs> Just realizing, you know, how much Paul talks about money and funding the church and how much... Uh, and. Yeah, pick up the book to read more about that. But if you read the through Paul's letters, just constantly he's talking about the need to give. So again, this is why does this matter? It becomes people need to grow as disciples, and we need money to fund the vision and the work of the church. Great. And so as we uh, as we continue on this topic, we are going to talk about some systems and structures that support giving. What does that look like on the back end? We can ask people to give, but we need to make it you know, as, as, as nativity likes to do, we need to make it accessible and easy and we need to make it uh, a good experience for them to give. Yeah. So, I mean, Tom, <clears throat> when I came on staff, Tom, uh, had this line and I, and I keep using it. He keeps forgetting it, but I never forgot it, <laughs> uh, was, uh, prepare their hearts, mm -hmm. get it in their heads and make it accessible. And I said, well, Tom, if you, if you and father, uh, Michael can handle the first two, I can surely help you with the third. And so that's where I spend a lot of my time, not just in finances, but trying to make everything as accessible as possible. If you want to join a group, if you want to start serving, right. uh, trying to make that clear uh, and giving. What's the saying again? I was going to say, say that again. Pre <laughs> prepare the number one, prepare, prepare their, their hearts. hearts. Number two, get it in their head. Get it in their head. And number three, make it accessible. So if you've adequately prepared their hearts and you, and you uh, get it in their head that this is something that they want to be doing mm -hmm. uh, to support the vision and mission of the church, uh, you have to give them a way of doing that. Uh, and the, the reality is today, and this is not n news for anyone listening, uh, today's generation does not carry cash and checks uh, on them. They come to mass. They want to support you. If you get it in their head they, and, and you've prepared them and, and they want to support the church, uh, a lot of times they can't uh, because they just don't have cash or checks. So I want to, I, before in prepping for this, 
I just <laughs> to make sure that I had had the right uh, you know in my wallet. I looked at my wallet. I looked and I and I have eight dollars mm-hmm. and I have zero checks. Uh, so if I yeah. were to go to a mass and want to support you, and my only option was to give a cash or check, I could give you eight dollars. Eight dollars. <laughs> and so and maybe uh, next Sunday, none. Right. And the only reason I have the eight dollars is because somebody paid me back for Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, otherwise I would have had zero. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, so how how much do you guys have on you? Do you carry a, a I, checkbook? I rarely, rarely have any cash ever, and uh, I do not carry checkbook. No. What about you, Tom? I have five euros. All right. So why do you have? So, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. How does yeah. that happen? Oh I just left gosh. over from our trip to Barcelona and <laughs> I was at the end and I couldn't figure out how to spend it. So, um, and I haven't taken out my wallet, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I never carry cash either. Um, so yeah. So we're, so we're in this world where we, we're not carrying paper money or, or checks, right? So, uh, we have to have a way, we have to have several ways, uh, to be able to reach people if they feel so called to give Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, let's pause there. We're going to take a break, and then let's talk. we'll get deeper into what are those ways and how we communicate it. Okay, we'll be right back. This spring, our Rebuild team will be holding three one-day conferences in select locations. Boston, Massachusetts, Boca Raton, Florida, and Baltimore, Maryland. Each one-day conference will be an intimate event where you will have greater access to the Rebuild staff and partake in some unique learning exercises. This conference will help your team increase the engagement of parishioners so they are fully invested in the work and mission of your local church. To learn more about the regional conferences or to register, go to rebuildparish.com backslash events. That's rebuildparish.com backslash events. Rebuild Parish, building healthy parishes together. Hey everyone, welcome back. Talking with Brandon Holland, our financial guru here at Church Nativity. We were just talking (laughs) about, it's true, we were just talking about how no one carries cash or checks. Yeah, so we were talking about how nobody carries cash or checks, so if you feel uh, called to give, we need, as the church, we need to make it accessible. We need to give other options. And uh, many churches, most churches, I would say, have these options. Uh, but putting some intentionality behind uh, making these available and upfront uh, will will do a lot of good. And so we have uh, several ways that we advertise uh, these other options. The first one is our website. So we have a website. All, most all churches have a website. Uh, we can accept donations on our website. Uh, I would even go so far as to say that if you if you were to go to our website, we have five uh, column headers on the top right of the of our website, and the fifth one on the very right hand side is give. And and that's put there for a reason, right? Because that's where people's eyes kind of naturally go. The the human eye naturally goes to the top right of the website, uh, either for a login button or you know you're just kind of trained to go in that area. You go to Google, mm-hmm. you go to Facebook, you go to Amazon. Everything that you mm-hmm. want to do as a as a user is in the top right of a website. Mm. So, um, because a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people would go to your website and that could be an option, uh, for them. We want to make that accessible. So we have that as a, as a, an option for them on the top, right? When you click on there, we, we try very hard and it's not easy. Uh, it's very easy to get, uh, cluttered, uh, but we try to make it 
as few clicks as possible to actually make a gift. So when you go onto our site, we're going to give you multiple options either to create a new gift or, you know, set up. Go ahead. No, I, say, it's, I think that's such a huge deal because I know um, there's an organization I wanted to give to um, a while, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. It's, it's, it's someone we work with. And I tried to give and I couldn't figure, I was trying to set up a recurring gift and I couldn't figure out how to do it. Mm. And so there you go, because I wanted to give, my heart was, you know, they direct, you know, my mind, my heart were all in the right place. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I meant to go back to them like, Hey, your site needs to be fixed. And I think a lot of churches probably that's a struggle. Like, and it, it, they don't have like, they don't have Brandon Hollerins on their staff. So it, it's hard for them to get the well, site good in good position, but that'd well, be a place I'd focus their energy. Yeah. And, and we have, uh, different sections in our giving uh, on our giving pages. We have a, why we give page where we're, t we're talking about, um, uh, you know, talking about the, the why behind it. We have a stewardship page where we're talking about, you know, annual giving and, and completing a commitment. Uh, but the give actually clicking the give button will take you right to a page where the first option on that page is to make a new gift. And so I just went on here just to make sure, but you can make a gift on our website in two clicks. So you click give, and then the first uh, block is give here. You click give here and there's a one page form where you just put in your amount. You put where, whether it's a credit or a credit debit card or a bank account, and then put in a little information, hit submit, you're, you're finished. So Brian, for someone who's listening, it's like, yeah, I, I, our website, and they're going to check it right now, which was maybe an action plan. Go to your website, see how easy it is to give. If they're like, man, this is way too hard. What should they do? Well, I think you should, you should find a way to clean up, uh, your sitemap structure so that, uh, giving is first and foremost on, uh, you know, on the top right of that page. Okay. Um, I think that could be step one. And whenever you click there, make it blatantly obvious for somebody that wants to actually make a commitment or make a gift to you, how they can do that. Um, we, we use fewer words. We use more pictures, fewer words, uh, and we use big green buttons <laughs> okay. everywhere. So that's kind of like your call to action. So that's, now, could someone like reach out to you and you could give them some advice? Would you want, would you no, put you on the spot? <laughs> you right did put me right? Sure, of course. You can, you can, you can go to the Our Team page and click my We have millions that listen to this podcast. Pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, we might have 10, so you might have 10 people. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so you should be safe. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's one, that's the first way. That's right. the, the big, the, the best way for us right now. And that's where most of our giving comes in is through the website for you know first time gifts new gifts they come through the website and then the other one we're working on is texting yeah so we have uh text giving uh so we have a it's through our online giving uh provider they have a way to text to give and uh we utilize that and so you just text the word give and the amount uh to our number and we have that in pre-mass slides uh and we also talk about it a couple other times of the year and a couple other parts uh but that's that's like the up and coming one. So if okay. you're in mass, you're less likely to go to a website than you are to just send a quick text, right? So the, the goal would be if you have church of the nativity in your phone, you could just send a message to nativity that says give and the amount and at the offertory time or before or after mass, uh, that's, that's an option. So that's what we were talking about before we started the podcast. The one thing we started doing recently was, uh, right before the offertory song, we put because we do have screens. We put up the slide that says what text to get. Now it gives you a couple other options to participate in the offering. So we're we're fully embracing the reality that people are not carrying cash and checks. And so 
if that is you, we want to give you a couple other ways that you can participate. And so the first one is go to our mobile-friendly website or text, uh, you know, give to the, the 410-216-5534 number, uh, you know, give in the amount. And we give an Say example. Say it again. Some people might want to give right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third, the third way is we have uh, kiosks out in the lobby at our Next Steps kiosk. So you can make a gift out there. Um, Are they, they're, they're, they've been big or they've not been too? We haven't had a ton of traction with kiosks. And I, I have a lot of churches that, that call and email me and ask about how, you know, the, our Next Steps kiosk. Uh, and th- they're used for you know, a lot of, of things, different yeah. things. It's not just a giving kiosk. So I would venture to say that the giving part of the kiosk is the least, the least utilized. Yeah. Right? If you're going, you want to sign up to join the parish or if you want to sign up for a small group, uh, that's a good way. Um, to do that, but we do have it as an option. Uh, and then the other way uh, that we're that we have available right now, but it's we're we're revamping it. It's going to be a lot better. Is we have a, a mobile app for Apple and Android devices uh, with giving integrated in with the app. So you can click a button. It knows who you are. You don't have to type in your information every time. Uh, it'll go and you can create a new gift or either a one-time or recurring gift. So as much as you kind of joked in the beginning, you know, you have the two hats of technology and the money. I mean, even right here, if we're going to make it accessible, those two parts of the organization have to be working together. Absolutely. And yeah, so sort of you have to, sometimes you have to invest money to make money kind of idea. This might be a place parishes need to look at and hire somebody or again, get some advice on how to clean that, their site up so that it's very easy to give electronically. Yeah, exactly. And, and definitely the, the, the best thing that the best return would be to clean up the website. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people like, like mm-hmm. there's other third party, like faith direct one example of that. I know yeah. one of the parishes we work with has that. I don't know. That's faith direct is huge. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a lot. We use a, a company called online giving. So there are partners too. You can find yep. to help you do that. I guess yeah. it's not plugging your specific partner. But. Right. Exactly. So, uh, no matter what, no matter which vendor you use, as long as the data is ending up in your database and attaching to donor records, uh, all the better. Now, I, I would say if you're if you don't have an online giving provider and you're evaluating them, or if you're reevaluating your current current partner, take a look at the market and make sure that you are, like I said before, making a gift in as few clicks as possible. Okay. You want to make it very easy to make a gift, and so that's what we did when we evaluated our. Um, giving provider. So another way to give, this is the way I give, Brandon, is automatic worship offering. Yeah. So automatic worship offering is just our brand, what we call it, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's EFT. It's a, it's electronic funds transfer from your bank mm-hmm. uh, to ours on a, on a set schedule. And we set this up 15 years ago, 14 years ago. It's been a long time. Yeah. We've done it for a while. Uh, and that's how I started giving to the parish. So I came to the parish in 2005 and I would give the cash that was in my wallet each week mm-hmm. until I signed up for automatic worship offering. And that's how I started, you know, giving a <laughs> at a much higher, regular, a much higher yeah. rate. And, and guess what? It happened every time, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, you know, because it, for uh, Catholics that, um, that indicate that they go to mass weekly, statistically, they're only going to your parish 37 weeks of the year. They're either visiting family or they're mm-hmm. on vacation or they're sleeping in that morning. Oh, right. That's so interesting. <laughs> or they're going, you know, they're going somewhere. Uh, so but they're still giving. But they're giving weeks of the year. They, if you're automatic, if you're or, uh, well, if automatic. they're automatic, you're giving fifty-two weeks of the year. Right. Right. You're, well, yeah. Well, yeah. And we would say twice a month. Twice a month for us is how we set it up. But you've been intentional in that in that sense of. So we do the first and the sixteenth of the month, 
Well, you're moving that to the 15th soon. Well, we have, yeah. So we're, <laughs> Tom's getting into Tom's getting in the weeds. So we have Sorry. a lot of we have a lot of different giving options. You give for one time a month, twice a month, weekly. Right. You can give annually, quarterly. We have, have a ton of options. But okay. The, um, but yeah, the the actual attendance, and and I see this. So I look at the stewardship cards as they're coming in. So part of my job is to record stewardship commitments as they're coming in. And whenever I, I do that, I look back at the past year to see what that family had done mm -hmm. and by and mm -hmm. large if you are giving with check and you've indicated you're going to give weekly with a cash or check even though they have the best of intentions of doing it they're not meeting last year's commitment wow but the people that give automatically either with a credit card or um bank checks or uh, automatic worship offering, it's a hundred percent. They're, they're on track a hundred percent. Right. So wow. it's one, one of the things we promote with that is that our stewardship weekend is say, this is the best way to give. This is the mm -hmm. easiest and best way to give. Um, all right. So once you have this cash, the leftover cash <laughs> in someone's wallet and the check that, that I have like a check curled up, like somewhere in my car in case I ever need a check, that's, <laughs> I have one check in my car. Um, so, so what's the back end process then after you've collected everything? Sure. So we, uh, just like every church, we have a, a process for counting money on either Sunday afternoon or, mm -hmm. or Monday morning for us. It's Monday morning. We have teams of counters that rotate. Um, we, uh, implemented a new system and, uh, and I'll get to the why in a minute, but the, the, how we do it is we do not care about envelopes for check gifts. We actually throw or shred the envelopes and we just keep the check. And instead of posting the envelope, like the envelope number and the amount, uh, we have a check scanner that automatically changed your life. It has changed my life. <laughs> I don't um, understand so how a check scanner changes someone's life. <laughs> That's we all have different gifts. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so the check scanner and, and a lot of people would use a check scanner. And you think it's just going to your bank, but actually we're using it for a, a different purpose. Uh, ours is posting to the donor account in our database. So when you'd give a check here, we say that this routing and account combination is attached to Kelly Lippenholtz and therefore any future check that we get from you is automatically attributed to your donor statement. That we don't is have some to fancy do, technology. We don't have to do anything else with it. It scans it. I can see it. how that changed your life now. It reads, well, <laughs> it's, I can appreciate that. The, the best part about it is, it, so it's two reasons. First of all, it gets rid of human error or it gets rid of a lot of human error, not all. Uh, if you are on the finance side at a church, you'll know that January, February, you get a lot of phone calls from people mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I, I gave you a check for this amount on this date and it's not showing up. Can you put it on there? Help me find it. And then you have to find it in your bank account. If mm -hmm. I, okay, yes, you did give it and put it on. Uh, I, I don't get those anymore or I get very, very few. Uh, so it takes the human error aspect out of it. And the second part is, is it just saves a lot of time. Uh, we have a, a, a lovely lady, Carolyn, who, who helps us post donations on Mondays. And she used to be there most of the day Monday. And now she's gone by 9.45 oh, in the morning. Gosh. She gets the checks at 9 o'clock. She scans <laughs> them all, and she's out at 9.45. And uh, she just told me yesterday, actually, she goes, you're gonna, Brandon, you're going to have to find something else for me to do because you're going to put me out of a job with this check scanner. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you know, she, she loves being there. She wants to yeah, help out. I was like, yeah, oh, Carolyn, don't worry. We've got plenty know, for I you to her. do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are going to, we could talk to you for a long time, Brandon. We're going to um, take a quick break, and then we'll wrap up with how we can encourage and thank our givers in church. We'll be right back. In their upcoming book, Father Michael and Tom dig into one of the most important yet undiscussed topics in all of church world, 
money. Right off of their successful $15 million capital campaign, Father Michael and Tom give you strategies to fund your parish effectively. In order to complete our mission and vision as parishes and begin the process of rebuilding, we need to have funding available. Jesus had a lot to say about money, yet it seems to be something that we are increasingly uncomfortable talking about. This new book will dive into what Jesus says about funding the church and give resources to parishes for funding the new evangelization, whether it's a capital campaign for a building project or increasing the weekly offertory. You can find all the tools and strategies you need for raising funds for your parish. Be on the lookout for the new book from the authors of Rebuilt, coming fall 2019. Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking to Brandon and Tom about money, church money. And so we're going to wrap up by talking about how we can thank our givers. We have to remember to thank them, right, Brandon? Absolutely. That's that's why we are doing what we're all of the back end processes that we're doing is to thank, identify mm. and thank givers. Identify and thank, uh, right. So, the, so back that's to good. the check scanner, briefly, the, the best thing that that did for us was find first time givers, first time mm. people that gave a loose check. And so we're handwriting our thank you uh, notes to our to first-time, first-time givers. givers. I didn't know that. That's so from, great. From our pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a few per week. It's not a mm-hmm. huge undertaking, but it's such a big deal for us. And we and we found that a, a, a giver that's thanked quickly is more likely to be a repeat giver. Mm-hmm. That's a big one, I think, the quickly. That's huge. Very quickly. So we, uh, we get a report in our inbox every Tuesday of first-time givers, and we're sending notes out today. They'll be out in the mail today. Um, what uh, about us that give every week? I want to be thanked too. <laughs> so we, that great point. So we also Gosh, thank, Kelly. I know. So we also thank people who complete pledges, either to a capital campaign, capital mm-hmm. campaign, or, uh, another commitment. Uh, we also make, uh, an invitation. We have a, um, an algorithm that runs that finds a third time gift in 120 days. Uh, so that's oh. a cash or check. And wow. so we can make an invitation to give automatically. So we've seen you've you've given a few times and thanks for And your that's the capability of the database to yes, ca- capture abs- that. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the last one that we thank uh, major givers. And so we identify, you know, our top givers mm-hmm. each week and each month uh, and we make sure that, you know, we are identifying them so that we can thank them. Yeah, so one of the ways we do that is uh, Father Michael and I or Father Michael and someone else from staff will just take them to lunch and just say thank you and, and and again originally i remember when we first started doing this i'd be kind of sheepish like do i tell them we're thanking them because <laughs> they're giver but i've just learned yeah just say if someone says well why are you taking us out like we want to just get to know you and we want to thank you because you're you're a leadership giver in this church so um mm. uh that's very very important i think because you should know the top 50 to 100 givers in your parish um and just know them by name be praying for them have a relationship with them because, again, they are leaders in your church. And then last thing we would just say is we need to be communicate giving. Uh, Brandon talked earlier about the the slides we put up, um, which have been effective, you said, right, Brandon? Absolutely, yeah. So we just started the, the pre-offertory slide with ways to give during the offertory time, uh, and we have seen a huge uptick in first-time gifts and automatic gifts and text gifts uh, that happen on a Sunday. So you know that they're more right. likely to be seeing it at Mass. Yeah, so that's kind of like dripping out the information. The big thing is to definitely dedicate a whole weekend, one weekend of the year, we talk about stewardship to the parish and giving to the parish and what it accomplishes. And we always paint the vision of what it'll accomplish in their lives. And again, what's the impact that mm-hmm. we are having as a parish so they know 
again, their giving makes a difference. Uh, we've also done some other things like giving moments, these little about minute, minute and a half videos just about the ministries of our church and what's going on. We played that right before the offertory. Um, but again, the, the big thing you want to communicate giving is having a stewardship weekend. We could, again, we could do a whole podcast just on a stewardship weekend. Um, maybe we will. Maybe we will. So, <laughs> um, and, and just be telling the parish, this is what disciples do. This is what followers of Christ do. Um, and so that we do that always the weekend right before Thanksgiving. So the third, usually the third weekend in November. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to commit financially to the parish in the next year. Right. So starting January 1st. Right. We give out a card and we ask people to fill it out. And it's just, again, putting that in right front of people. And it's, it's usually a good time of year because it's right before the holiday. So people aren't broke yet from their Christmas <laughs> spending, but people are only kind of giving. They're feeling mood. generous. They're yeah. Feeling, yeah. So that's a good time. And then just any other time the, the, the ho- in the homily where Jesus talks about money, talk about money and how and connected to discipleship and that this is w- what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Brandon, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Great. We'll talk to you again soon. Tom, would you close us out in prayer? Sure. Uh, Father, we, we thank you for that you are a giver and you are generous and you so love the world. You gave us your only beloved son. And Father, we, we pray that you would make us generous givers, that we would give the money that you've already entrusted to us, that everything we have already comes from you, everything belongs to you, and we get to, only, we get to give back what you have given to us to build your kingdom. And God, we pray that we would be able to uh, lead the people in our pews to give, to catch sight of the vision of the importance of, of giving away the money you've given to them, and that we can build your church, build your kingdom, so that more and more people come to know the love that we have in you and your son. Pray this through Christ our Lord. 